knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast, where when you can't be in the outdoors, we bring it to you. You're listening to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. My name is Walt, his name is Chase, and we've got a special co-host tonight, the South Alabama legend himself. Uh, deer are happy to know that he's not in the woods today, because if he was in the woods, that would mean he's killing them, because he believes that you kill deer in the off-season, and he puts he puts that to the test every year. But, fellas, I am glad to be back with you. We are recording an intro, a brief intro for... The podcast tonight, which is with the Bowhunting League gentlemen, uh, Daniel and Ben. I am excited to say, there it is right there. Look at that. <laughs> Brett Brett showing off all of his uh, Bowhunter, Bowhunting League swag he won last year. Uh, so let's run through just a couple quick things, and then we'll tell the boys to uh, to hop on this podcast. So we're going to thank the people that make this possible. Uh, Brett, you are part of the Patreon group. They hear me talk about Patreon all the time. Why don't you tell them why they should be a part of Patreon? Um, well, if you're into deer hunting, we talk everything deer most of the time. Walt likes to go off on football tangents this time of year, but uh, it's a good time. It's basically a digital camp, especially if you're uh, kind of a solo hunter. You don't really have somebody maybe who hunts like you do or somebody to hunt with all the time. This group really fills in that spot. Like for me, I get to talk with all the guys or Everybody in the group's got something to contribute, whether it's to dog tracking, to uh, knowing different plants, and uh, try something that you're thinking about trying. It's been a good group to be a part of, and I would suggest suggest it to anybody who's thinking about it. I I adore that group. You know, I've, I've got a new job, so I don't get to, to polo with you guys quite as much as I once did. But the cool thing is, at the end of the day, on the ride home, I can press play and listen to you guys talk. And I hear people saying, hey, here's this question I got about this. Here's this question I got about that. And there's just a crowd, like a group of positive guys that are jumping in there and saying, hey, this is what I would do. Hey, this is what I would do. Brett, you've had a guy, you know, you've tuned my bow. You've tuned Ron's bow. you got several other guys that are, that are that you're helping with that. You've volunteered and out of your own pocket bought video equipment and editing software so that you can you know contribute videos and show people what you're doing on the chasing tales channel um actually shout out right now stop what you're doing brett what is your handle you just created a new handle on instagram tell everybody where where they can find it yeah so you can look up south alabama legend it's kind of something the uh patreon group kind of gave me so i'm not good with picking names so we're just gonna run with it 
see what happens, but that's on Instagram and it's going to be all deer hunting outdoor uh, type of content, which I should be. I plan on trying to uh, put a lot of stuff on it through uh, this deer season. So should definitely go over there and hit the follow button, follow along. It's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about it. I am thrilled. I'm frankly, I'm honored that you take the time and the resources you do to contribute to the podcast. Um, people have loved the content that you're doing, and I'm happy to say that uh, we're going to be filming for each other throughout the course of this year. We're going to be hunting in December uh, in some of your in some of the places that you've scouted and talked about. And I'm just excited, man. So if you want a chance to get a hat, which by the way, guys, I got my hands on ten hats, and uh, I put in an order today for another twenty four. It's going to be a while before they get here because everybody wants hats um but uh we are doing the best we can to get you hats but if you want a free hat if you want a free shirt if you want stickers if you want to support the uh, the, the the show for anywhere between 17 and 33 cents a day you can support the podcast i feel like a humane society commercial when i say that you know but uh we, we, we're just happy that we've got as many people who support us and if that's not your style check out the store at chasingtailsoutdoors.com or Tell a friend, like, and review. I mean, it, the ways that you guys support us doesn't have to be monetary. Tell everybody you know about the show. We'd love to have it. So uh, a couple quick more shout-outs. Uh, Tethered Nation, if you guys want some of the lightest, most innovative saddle gear on the market, Greg, Ernie, insane levels of customer service, which is so hard to find right now. Go check them out, tethernation.com. For any of your camo needs, go check out screegear.com. Brett is a heathen. He uses another company that we're not going to talk about. Uh, but uh, pretty much everybody in the Patreon group disappears in the woods because they use scree gear. They they smell less, they're more comfortable, they stay in the woods longer. Uh, so check them out. Use the promo code ChasingTales10 to get 10% off your next order. And Spartan Forge. If you are looking for the best mapping app that is about to get better multiple times over in the coming weeks, go check them out. Spartan Forge. Use the promo code ChasingTales, T-A-L-E-S, all lowercase or all uppercase. It doesn't matter. And you can get 25% off and lock in for life, for life, the price of $40 a month. And it is unbelievable. I Go check out the podcast that we just dropped. He's bringing out LiDAR. He's bringing out Contours. He's bringing out the all kinds of stuff that's amazing. Go check them out. They, all three of those companies support us almost as much as the Patreon supporters. And we are glad to have them. So with that being said, we're going to jump right into the show. Here it is, Bowhunting League how you can win, what it means, and probably a boatload of shenanigans. We're off to the races. Two, one. All right, it says we're good to go. I'm going to trust technology. All right, so if if I've done some mental arithmetic through our little chatter for guys who are listening to this podcast, we we bring somebody on, but if we don't have the the the, you know, the rapport with these fellows we try and build that ahead of time that way it's not quite as clunky when we just hit record and so from what i can tell we've got the 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 finest ensemble of deer hunters that this country has to offer if you really look at it because you've got guys who drool over the idea of slamming spikes open in day you've got the guys who put out their trail cameras like a week before the season because they're so talented they don't even have to 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 do anything about it we've got the south alabama legend and then we got a couple hitchhikers from the bow hunting league so I mean, we're we're all set, gentlemen. <laughs> I'd say so. 
<laughs> I told her. I told her. I said I'm gonna sling some mud and then back off. There's some of the mud. So <laughs> we've. <laughs> hey, me and my me and my best friend when we used to pass each other on the on the road, we used to flip each other off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, we've got we've got two of the guys that uh, have made the bow hunting league uh, world renowned. We've got Daniel and Ben, fellas. Man, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I have not been in a deer hunting competition since maybe 2010, 2011, back when the the GON had a forum that you could go and hunt deer. It was this bow hunting competition, and and you took a photo of a newspaper and and all kinds of fun stuff with it, and you submitted it. And after that, I got caught up in college, and I kind of got away from competitions as a whole. Uh, but something got me. Brett has been just gnawing at me about this bow hunting league, bow hunting league, bow hunting league. And before Ben reached out, Brett was telling me, you got to get these guys on the podcast. You got to get these guys on the podcast. And so, uh, why don't y'all kind of give everybody the elevator pitch? What is bow hunting league? So, um, we started a team deer contest, team bow hunting deer contest in 2015. It's three man teams. It's 100% free to join, okay? So no, there's no uh, risk in joining this thing. Signups are on our website, bowhuntingleague.com. We have over $50,000 in prizes, and we have state-sponsored prizes. So no matter where you're hunting, if you are in the Deep South and, you know, an 80-inch buck is – the biggest buck you've got to hunt for the year um you've got a chance at winning some awesome prizes but it's a team deer contest it's free three-man teams it's 100 bow only super easy to get involved um lots of camaraderie and um, the signups are at bowhuntingleague.com all right, so with that understanding, that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm sure with some rabbit, we're going to chase some rabbits as we go, but I want to know, you two fellas, how did you meet? How did you decide? You know, I'm sure you guys didn't just meet on Facebook and just run off with this thing. So what's the backstory? Well, so you were talking about a forum and how there was a deer contest, and that's how, you know, you, you kind of enjoyed that, and that's what kind of maybe brought you back into this to enjoy it. So that's where I actually met Ben was an online forum had a deer contest and we started off on the same team back in 2014 we did that contest for a couple of years and what what we found is you know let's say we had 20 people sign up on our team four people i'm sorry this was a bow hunting contest too only four people would bow hunt the other mm-hmm. guys would the second that the rifle season came in they'd go fill their tags on uh on a rifle, which is fine. Now, you know, we're, we're not sitting here knocking that, but there is a group of people out there who are niche bow hunters. Like this is their passion. This is what drives mm-hmm. them. And, uh, you know, speaking into competition and enjoying uh, having some fun, like we wanted to make our own little platform where it was nothing but hardcore bow hunters. They can be in this one little area and have a ball. So Ben actually messed up by bringing me on board because <laughs> if, if he wouldn't have, this thing would be, you know, seven times as big. And, and, you know, we'd be giving away three Denali GMC Duramaxes right now. But, um, but yeah, he brought me on board and we've been having a lot of fun building this community for the past. I think I've been on what, three and a half, four years, Ben. 
I think Ben just stepped away to to, to get his child. He, so uh, the, we we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. There's a lot of fathers in this group, so <laughs> so there's going to be people who come and go as as we have fun. But so you mentioned the Denali. I think the prize for Florida is is a 2004 Tacoma with 300,000 miles, right? Like that's <laughs> yep, yep. Um, Receipt. Ben is going to personally fund that. <laughs> it's still going to cost like 20 grand. Yeah. Yep, it, he stepped away, so I'm going to open up his pocketbook. <laughs> Hello but, there. But no, so so Ben Ben was talking, and the elevator pitch was the contest. But, like, honestly, I take this a whole different route. Like, I like the community. You know, um, we, we've got two different things that I like to always bring up. You go into any Facebook group right now, and unless it's regulated with standards, there's a lot of garbage. Um, we'll start with sponsor ads. You've got people trying to sell you Demarcus knives. You've got a lot of like unfiltered posts that people are like, I don't even know what's going on in this, and, and they leave. Then you got other people who are trying to ask legitimate questions, and they just get flamed. You know, mm-hmm. the internet is not nice. Um, the bow hunting league is not that way. Uh, everyone makes fun of me. Cause I always say we, we've created a safe space for bow hunters <laughs> on the page. Uh, you, you can be a brand new hunter or you could be, you know, on your 40th season, you know, 70 Pope and young deer in, you're going to have some fun here. Absolutely. Yeah. Y'all have got a pretty big Facebook group too, man. I think it's, I think it's interesting, you know, you talk about the safe community. We've got, this is a shameless plug for the second time in this podcast, I apologize, but we've got a Patreon support uh, group that supports the show. We've got a little Discord, we call it Digital Deer Camp. We've got a Marco Polo group, and it's amazing how, you know, because the standard there is positivity or you're out, right? And so it fosters positivity, and and I'm looking forward to being a part of this group because if it's, I'm certain with the amount of people that's in there and and the, 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 the way that you guys have modeled it, you've just networked this huge group of guys that are going to be encouraging and positive. And, and since it's a free competition, it's also maybe that kind of changes the mindset for a lot of people as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got a question for you guys. Why, why teams of three? What made you go that you needed to have so, teams of three? As we opposed started to... out with um, teams of five. Um, and, you know, we just didn't really know. We just kind of start out first three years, had teams of five. That was way too hard for guys to team up. Um, the reason we did teams of three, um, it's big enough to where everybody has to kill a deer, right? I mean, it's, it's small enough where everybody has to kill a deer. At the same time, you're, you're getting that, that team contribution where – if a guy does, if you do have a guy that shoots a really small one and then two big ones, you're probably not going to win. But a side benefit that we've seen, um, so if you have three guys that are on a team, um, it basically polices the contest, does a lot of the policing for you. Because if you have one guy that, you know, decides to do something shady, you know, you know, shoot a buck with a rifle or, or enter a deer he's, he killed a couple years ago. What we're finding is that, first off, people won't do that, you know, because other people are connected to it. You know, they don't want to screw other guys over, you know, by getting caught and then getting kicked out or whatever. The same And at the same time, um, you have additional eyes on it. You know, other people that are um, 
offering validity to the score too, you know, cause everybody scores their own deer. Um, so it does, you know, there, there are guys they can lean on throughout the season um, for, you know, for scoring questions or, you know, anything hunting related questions. Um, but also you have these, you develop these really small circles of influence when you have a team, you know, a team of three, it's three guys, you got two opinions that you can get other than your own. And it's guys that you can follow along the season. So it's it's not too big to where, um, you know, things could get uh, daunting as far as, like, too many opinions. But at the same time, you know, you can keep your keep each other motivated. Um, that's why it's so much better than an individual contest. Because if it's an individual contest, you know, you're the only one you're, you know, motivating. You know, at the same, it's, it, with having a team – you're able to motivate each other throughout the season. So three the other where we settled. The other thing too is like with three people, you know, if, if we went to five or more than that and, and five dudes from Iowa lined up and there were consistent 140, 150 killers, that, that makes it tough. Let's be honest. You know, there are other people that can't compete with that. Three keeps it interesting because I'm just waiting for the year where like I'm just keep it relevant. A guy from the Panhandle in Florida and his two buddies from Alabama, everyone shoots a 150-plus and wins the contest. That's actually doable. I know everyone's probably like, no way. Like, I lived in the Panhandle. I've, se- I've seen 150-inch deer down there. They're there. They're there. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. I meant to Jesus. say they're Hey, what about new- them sheds you found? <laughs> no, no. We don't talk about those. Um, He's a little but, bit no. bigger than 150. He was way bigger than one pit, but, yeah, but way real, so like it, it, it's really anyone's game still. Um, you, you, proximity and location does make it interesting, but three is that perfect number where you're going to wake up one year and the, the southeast is going to rise and they are going to destroy the contest. <laughs> you know, okay, so you, you gave me a beautiful segue there. You know, y'all told me before the podcast that y'all like it rough, so uh, we'll, we'll kick this out the gate. When I think about Florida in a national competition, if you have a group of three guys from Florida, how the hell are they supposed to compete in this thing? That, like, if I'm listening to this and I think about it, and I understand there's state challenges, and that's cool, but, like, doesn't that kind of erode, like, the the, the willingness of people in – because I'd be willing to bet you, like, take Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, and South Carolina. I bet you if you took your most stone-cold bow hunting killers and you lined them up, a great year would be a collective average of, like – 120 like that'd be a killer year i'm not saying there aren't guys out there who can't do it i'm just saying you know you you weed out a lot of people once you start adding bow season throughout the entire year and so i think there's a lot of guys who hunt who hunt heavily pressured public and they're thinking dude the biggest thing i've got is maybe 100 inches and that's all night nocturnal at 1 a.m so kind of what y'all's response to that so so here's the thing you're you're right at the end of the day if this is a big buck competition it's going to be hard for those individuals to win the contest. However, that's why we kind of started adding in subcategories so everyone can have some fun. And a perfect example is, you know, so Ben mentioned that, you know, there is a Florida state specific contest. Whoever right. shoots the biggest buck there wins a prize. And that way you're at least going against people within your state. We have other contests where if you just enter a buck into the contest, your name gets thrown into drawings and you are able to win. I mean, one of them this year, we're giving away a Matthews, but, you know, just shoot a buck. doesn't matter if it's that, that 10 inch uh, spiker or, you know, 
a stud 120-inch Florida buck. Beyond that, we're starting to break into other things, too. So um, we've got regional doe contests. So, you know, someone might not... Yeah, someone might not be able to uh, to crush a bunch of bucks or big bucks, but you bet your butt they can kill some does. Well, stack those up. That gives you something to add into. And then uh, finally, at the end of it, then we can touch on the showdown. Yeah, I'd so, love to, yeah, love to talk about that. And I'm gonna throw in a couple things too right before you talk about the showdown. So. We have the structure of the contest, and you have things you can read. Hey, this is how I win this. This is how I win that. But we're not focusing on the intangibles, okay? The intangibles of this of this group in this in this contest are much more valuable than any prize we ever give away. We've had over three hundred hunts traded amongst members, okay? Wow. And. What's neat is, okay, so we, you know, before DA jumps in the showdown, we've held the showdown in Florida the last two years. We've had had the showdown for two years. We've had it in Florida the last two years. We have had guys, I think one year we had 13 guys come, and there was 12 states represented. Iowa, Wisconsin, Ohio, um, Oklahoma. So all these guys are coming down to Florida to hunt together, okay? Right, in a in a not in a great place, okay? This is hey, public easy, town. Easy. It's hard to get. Jeez. Yeah, I'm talking about like if you're one if you're one to kill <laughs> you know want to kill deer like the caliber that got him in there, okay? But what but what that told us, what that told us is your diehards will are diehard no matter what state they're in, okay? Right. And there is a huge desire amongst guys. There's a lot of guys in the Midwest that want to chase the rut that don't, that, that don't get their total fulfillment if they just hunt the rut in November. And what this contest has done, it's opened up a network to where if there's guys that have access, maybe have a lease, maybe have a hunting club, maybe have some good public close to them that they have a good, uh, pulse on you know where they can they know what's going on there will there is somebody in missouri that would trade a hunt with a guy in florida or lower alabama i'm telling you it's there and and but you so don't you know don't uh miss the forest for the trees kind of thing sure you want to get involved just for the chance to win something but at the same time once you realize the value that's in the group you'll say, man, I'm glad I did this because now, you know, because everybody wants to shoot big deer, but you can't kill them if they don't live there, right? So at the same time, like, how do you, how does a Florida guy get to Missouri? How does a Florida guy get to Ohio or Kentucky? There's a lot of options, but wouldn't it be great if you had somebody in network that lived there that had an idea what those deer were doing in that area, what pressures, maybe have our own farm they can go on. And then guess what? You've saved a ton of money. You've got a friend now. You got somebody that comes down and hunts with you, and then it gets experience, uh, you know, southeastern hunting. And but I'm gonna get off the soapbox now. So yeah, I, I wanted to say that because I felt like that's a perfect response to what you asked. Is because it's not black and white. I can't just say, hey, you know, you're gonna be 
hunting in five states next year just because you don't join the group. No, but if you get involved and get active and meet some new people, it's, I mean, this is an incredible networking area. So go ahead and talk about showdown. Well, no, no, so, so we'll jump back to the showdown, but to go along with this too, I'm kind of a piss head sometimes. And, and what I want to say to your, <laughs> your, your followers is like, okay, we're up to 800 teams about right now. Okay. So that's 2,400 bow hunters across the United States. Everyone's building these collages with bucks from years ago and trying to present themselves as like, you know, we're the, we're going to win. We're big buck killers. Do you know how many teams actually enter three bucks? It's not a lot. So, you know, me being a pisshead, I make an all Florida team. We all kill three public land bucks, but we still come in. 70th out of 800 teams like you're still in the top 10 percent of this competition where in retrospect that's kind of cool you know it is yeah no i think that's i think that's neat i think if you limit i think i think you're right like i you know i was talking to chase and i was coming at it from you know we game these these podcasts out and we think about things and i was like you know what's the point and i'm I'm playing devil's advocate like why am i going to join this thing he's like dude it's free I was like, yeah, 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 I know, but like, why am I going to join this thing? He's like, dude, it, it's free. Like, it's not that big a deal at the end of the day, you know. And so, so we were talking about that, and I think it's cool. I mean, I I don't want to talk about this only because selfishly, it's the only way that I'm going to be able to compete this year. But y'all were telling me about something that you're rolling out this year for the tournament. Is that public knowledge? Can I can I talk about the? Yeah. Okay. So you you have recognized that there are deficient hunters like myself that are in this tournament, and you're coming out with a competition for the smallest collective three bucks. Is that true? That's true. Yeah. So, okay. It's Tunner. I don't know if y'all listening to any of their stuff before, yeah. um, you know, Eric Clark was taught, we were talking about it and he said, man, he said, we need to sponsor the smallest, you know, the smallest deer in And I said, well, how about the smallest three deer, you know, where guys are shooting what they want, mm-hmm. go out there and have a damn good time. You know, buck gets you excited, kill him. Any of your deer, and then we're not even gonna tell anybody what the standings are on that in that contest, you know, because we don't want it to get manipulated or anything. Somebody be yeah. stupid, but at the same time, we can, you know, pull them up at the end and uh, and show like, hey, here's our OKS hunters, and and you know, it'll probably be some guys, you know, maybe some maybe some newer hunters, maybe some guy, maybe all, you know, what I'm saying, and. Uh, and that's and that's what's cool about it, you know. You get to see all kinds and types. So yeah, there's. I mean, there. The thing is, we tell guys just sign up and forget about it until you start hunting. Yeah. Because, put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah. yeah no, put that on me. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I'm smoking the first button yep. buck spike that walk I'm t- I, I get five tags in florida if you think i'm not entering and doing my our, our group is chicken bucks anonymous and so i i just texted Corey and 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 uh paul and said you know hey this is what we're doing and, and the tournament and they're all like jack because we're all expending one of those five tags for that tournament so <laughs> i think that's awesome so what what is the showdown so let's talk about okay. that so we we keep talking about the team competition there's an individual aspect to this as well beyond just top buck or, you know, biggest buck entered in the competition, we have the king of tines, okay? So the king of tines is for your traveling hunters who just get out there and they they hunt multiple states. What we do is we take your top five legally killed bucks 
of the season, and whoever has the highest score is the winner of King of Tides. The showdown, this is very complicated, I always sound so, is a sub-piece of the King of Tides. At the end of the season, we talk to the top 10 members in the running for King of Tides, and we invite, invite them to like a disclosed location, usually public land somewhere, and we have this fun little competition called the showdown. Realistically, at the end of the day, it's an opportunity to get 10 people who are just killers into a, a, a camp and have a good time. But the, the overall, you know, goal of that is whoever kills the biggest buck that weekend is the winner of the showdown. What's the what? So you were kind of talking about how this is not like the most ideal. This isn't Iowa. This isn't, you know, Oklahoma. What what does that look like? It, it, it so, honesty compels me to say I am skeptical that big bucks are killed by the king of Titans where so, you were so telling me you went. You, you know what's funny? And, I, and your guys are going to appreciate this is we've hunted Florida. The last two years, ask me how many deer have died. How many deer have died? Zero. So he, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> everyone, do, everyone do a little happy dance because here's the thing. Uh, you know, Florida is humbling. Let's let's be honest. You know, yeah. you you bring these guys from bullshit used... rules. <laughs> it does. About the bullshit rules. Can't shoot those. Can't shoot deer that don't have more than four points on one side. What is this? Nonsense. Boy, you're, you're getting Everybody close to name dropping a WMA. You better be careful. That's how you get money yeah, from the podcast. Right? <laughs> that, place is, that place is freaking huge. <laughs> hey, I'm J- hey, Brett, show him your shirt. So that that came from just kind of the suffering that Florida hunters go through. I felt like they needed some representation. It, it It's just – it sucks down here, man. Like, I love it. I Like, there's a sick part of me that really enjoys the challenge – because obviously I haven't moved to Missouri like some people, but you know, like it, it, it sucks. It really takes a lot to be good down here. And that's clear, clearly evident because I'm not very good. And I have tried despite all my self-deprecating jokes. I've tried really hard and Brett and Chase have done their best and, and they've both deemed me a lost cause, but um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's tough down here. So to hear you say that is the most validating thing I've heard in a very long time. <laughs> it, it's it's funny because you take these guys who are used to like prestige groomed, you know, uh, crop fields and, you know, just slammer states and you put them down here. I, I'm not going to lie. I had to, I had to doink one guy in the head one time. He's from Iowa. He killed 340 inch bucks that season. We're, we're out. It's opening day of the showdown and he passes a legal buck. He's like, ah, uh, I, I wasn't sure because it looked really small. Like, dude, that was a shooter. You idiot. That's a public land shooter buck. Like, what are you doing? But on the other side, like, these guys have some of the most fun down there on that hunt yeah. chasing after those bucks than all the other hunts they had that season because it, it is cool. It's it a is. suck that everyone can understand who's done it, and it's fun. Man, so, it's, a, it's a great time. So how many people actually kill five deer in a season, if you had to uh, guess? Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping 
MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. So we're carrying, I think, a 30% ready for this? 30% of the King of Times top 10 kill five bucks. So let's say three or four a year right now. Okay. Wow. okay. So I think I've been following along with it. And what is it like 450 or 60 is uh, getting into the top 10 of King of Times? Yeah, I, I would say based off of previous history, if you can shoot 450 inches of legal horn, you're going to get in. And, you know, going back to like, why would a Florida person sign up or why would a, a, a Southerner sign up? I mean, you got five buck tags. If you manage to kill five, 80, 90, 100 inch bucks, which I, trust me, I know that's not easy, but <laughs> if it happens, guess what? You're in the kit. You're in the, uh, the showdown. You're, you know, you're coming out here with these guys who are hammering monsters. So I don't yeah. know. There's, there's so Chase many different ways to, to have. Right now. Yep, I know. <laughs> not, not it can be done. Fingers, yep, it can yep. be done. That's what I said about the King of Times. I was like, well, I mean, theoretically, I mean, I could go do it. I mean, if I wanted to just shoot those, if take five bucks, like You've I could go. Okay, I can. I could be in the King of Times from he Florida before. Actually, you're right Brad. because we get we get five buck tags. So <laughs> Iowa, they get what one or two buck tags. Same thing. <laughs> Illinois, they get three. Chase, that first bow? year you were on the show, didn't you shoot like four hundred and something inches of antler on uh, in Florida? Wasn't that what it was? Yeah, Brett's I Brett's not. Yeah, four four sixty with four bucks. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so awesome. Now, that's can just we just? Chase, though. I, He's awesome. I I don't know how you guys feel about this. I'm excited for it. When Florida went to five bucks a year, yeah, that place is going to be on fire here in a couple of years. At least where I was hunting, I've seen what happens when the deer get old. Yeah. And you bet your bottom dollar I'll be there every single year during the rut because yeah. Where we're sitting here saying they might be a lower caliber deer, it's going to produce some monsters. I'm not saying every single buck will be a monster, but there's going to be some hidden gems coming out of the woodworks and it's like, "Holy crap, that's Florida?" Yeah. When well, somebody that- goes to enter a deer, you know, I know like I try to express to everybody, make sure you have it's the whole deer, yourself and the bow all in one picture, correct? So typically, our, our bare minimum requirement to get the buck entered is the animal not caped out. It has to be the whole deer, like you were saying, with a bow in the picture. Now, we understand that it can get busy sometimes. And what I mean by that is, like, I have to drag this thing two miles back to the truck. So yeah. I'm not expecting this perfectly posed picture where all of the light is glistening off of you. No. Snap a picture of the buck with your bow, and then as you're entering it, that's where you're going to take a little bit better pictures. We've morphed over the years to make sure that we're really doing a good job with this. And what we found is up until a certain point, every single deer entered was 140 inches. Um, that was kind of based off of the fact that some people don't know how to score. 
So <laughs> what, what we started doing was we added the requirement where you're going to send us a picture of you measuring your longest time and one mass measurement. And really what that is, is it's showing us that you know where to take the measurements. And we've got enough people that have been scoring deer for a long time on this little behind the scenes panel where they can be like, yeah, based off of that time measurement and that measurement, uh, mass measurement, that deer is actually X amount of inches. So uh, we went from everything being 140 inches being entered to we're getting really good scores and really good entries. And it, again, it keeps the integrity of the contest for something that's free. It's, it's nice. Right. Yeah. So I was nervous last year. The uh, first buck I entered, I killed a, a buck in Missouri and uh, I was trying to do the measurements by myself and take pictures. And I had to find like, some rubber bands to help hold the measuring tape. And I took like probably a hundred pictures because I know at any time you could request more. And I had to leave the deer up there to get mounted because I wasn't going to have it when I come back to Alabama. So I was, I think I messaged James or somebody about, you think all of these other pictures are good? You know, do I need to take any more? I was a little nervous about that because I wasn't going to be able to get any more pictures of this deer after I left it with the taxidermist. No, and, and again, we, we try to make it simple. We don't want people, you know, out in the field overthinking it. Um, we're working people. We're all working people. You know what I mean? Like this isn't a, a contest built around um, people who are professional hunters. It's for the guys who are busting their ass every single day and then they, you know, go and hunt. So we can be flexible. Really, at the end of the day, uh, so, so speaking on that, we have some requirements as far as entry. You have to enter the buck within 10 days of killing it. There's no real crazy reason why we did that, but it's to cut down on sandbagging. It's to cut down on kind of drama that comes up. So, so really it keeps it strict. It keeps the bucks coming in on time. But if you're like, Hey, I shot this buck in Missouri. I had to turn and burn to Alabama um, I've got the picture of the buck in the bow, but my taxidermist said he'll measure it in three weeks for me and send me pictures. Are you okay with that? Hey, we can work with that. You know, life happens. Mm -hmm. It's the people who don't get the pictures and then keep coming up with stories along the way. Those are the ones that typically won't make it in. Right. Can my excuses be like, it's bigger than it appears. Can I, can I, can that be my, yeah. <laughs> ground shrinkage. What's, what's your, what's your handicap for ground shrinkage? Cause every deer I pull the trigger on is a booner until I get right up on top of it. Something happens. You just need, you just need to get longer arms to pull it up further. <laughs> Sorry, Brett. Go ahead, buddy. I was just saying, being my first year, first deer entering, I was just kind of more nervous about that. Not knowing. I know cause it says y'all can request more and, you know, I was just making sure I was doing everything right, so probably a beginner nervousness about that. So no, I was just putting that out there for everybody else. That's honestly great, though, because we appreciate you that you actually read the rules. Um, I know that's funny to hear out loud, but um, there's a lot of people who will sign up for this, mind nothing to the rules, and then try to figure it out after the buck has been killed and processed and all that stuff. So, again, I appreciate your efforts. <laughs> yeah, so the only hiccup we had was uh, like Chase shot a really nice buck in Florida last year, and it it uh, ran off on some some private property. Story. We got permission to uh, be able to go look for it, but 
we weren't allowed to take any kind of weapon. And it ended up, like you said, miles away from the truck, found it on an island in the middle of a swamp, ate up by coyotes, and all we could get was the head off of it. And I think he, correct me if I'm wrong, Chase, but I think you messaged him and asked if you could still enter it or whatever. And yeah, I, yeah, I did that. Um, which I knew the rules, so I was like, they're probably going to say no, which was I was perfectly fine with. Uh, I just yeah. figured I'd send it in because I didn't have the bow. We took pictures with the deer, but right. I didn't have the bow, so I couldn't take the bow on the property with me, therefore get the picture with the bow and the deer together. <laughs> and, and you know what's, the, what's the way it is? is like, we, we make the rules so it, like we can eliminate a lot of that, and then it just, without a doubt, every single year, something weird like that happens. Mm-hmm. And it and it stinks because we want to we want everyone to be able to enter their stuff, but yeah, it's just we found that what we've got in place so far has worked for ninety nine point nine percent of the situations, and it's always the one off, and it's always to the best people too. Like I hate to hear that that happened to you because you know you're doing everything right and by the books. Do you know how many people are probably out there not doing that stuff? Mm-hmm. Probably not even calling and asking for permission bringing their weapons out anyways. I mean, you did everything right. I hate when that happens to good people. You know, we have a, we have an annual kayak bass fishing tournament that we do. And it's the same thing. You'll have guys, you know, we have like this bit like this year, we had a guy, he caught a freaking toad. It's like a 26 and a half inch bass, which is monstrous, monstrous fish. And he had the mouth open and we had to make a deduction to it. And it's this guy that's out there hustling every day. And, he lost an inch and he ultimately lost the tournament because of that, uh, the biggest bass. And it's like, God, you know, like, I don't want to do that to him, but it's like, sometimes you have to draw that line and something falls on the other side. So I get it. And it doesn't hurt me at all that Chase's luck ran out right there. And that's where the line, you know, kind of <laughs> fell short. <laughs> that joker, that joker. He's ever been unlucky. Yet. <laughs> I, seriously. And I've got it on podcast. So I've got it documented. This joker has got, you know how like uh, the doomsday preppers, you open up the shed and it's millions of meals. Okay. He has got stringers in his garage full of horseshoes. And so when he loses one, he walks in there, he just kind of <laughs> ruffles through them all and he pulls one off and puts it in his bag. I mean, <laughs> and he, it, the worst part is he won't even share with anybody. You know, <laughs> this guy, the, the deer he's talking about, he goes into an area blind, never been there before, scouts it after everybody else and their brother has already scouted this area. He sees their boot tracks and everything. He's like, oh, they didn't go 50 yards far enough, sets up and shoots that deer. And I'm like, I'm in the tree. I've got an eight point running around me and I get a text from chase. Like just shot, a, just shot a stud. And I'm like, you've got to be effing kidding me. Like <laughs> I've got an eight point running just outside of shooting range the entire time bedded down with a doe. He gets up, does its thing. It's just dancing right in front of me. Chase goes in blind and smashes that deer. But you know, I, I'm joking. He is an excellent deer hunter. I mean, he, he, he knows what he's doing obviously, but it's just, it's unreal, man. Um, it's unreal. So, I, you know, I, I'm a little curious, and I think this would be an absolute blast, and I don't know if they would be willing, but I would love to get those fellows that have come down, the kings of time that have come down, I'd love to get a group of them together and talk to them about their opinion of Florida because one of the biggest things I've always wanted is to get these guys that come from big buck states to come down and experience Florida because the season runs well past when it is, and frankly, in January and February, you've got pretty cold weather. You know, it's not uncommon for me to be hunting sub-30 degrees in the mornings uh, in high in the 40s so there's no snow that you know you have a chance at these at, at pretty good deer in some of these wmas 
um, I'd love to get him on the podcast and talk to him about it because I, I truly want to know what you get, what these Midwest guys think when they get down here. Absolutely. I mean, we got some great people to talk and they can, you want to talk about some stories from this. Like, I, so here's the thing, you know, I, I've, I've made it to the showdown the last two years, but I, I honestly like being the host, you know, mm-hmm. I don't need to shoot any deer. I even put them in my best spots. They see bucks and they still mess it up. <laughs> but no that that would be a cool show because yeah, again it's it's a very humbling yeah um it's a humbling occurrence it's a humbling experience yeah no that's awesome man maybe we need to do a live podcast at the king of tines hunt down there one day that'd be an absolute blast because it's mm-hmm. not that far from me and and brett could drive down chase could drive down we could do a, a live podcast and get you guys some more publicity in that regard um that would well, be awesome we're in Arkansas this year. Well, that's not going to work. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious. When Maybe we the... Brett or I will be there. Yeah, you two <laughs> will be. I will. <laughs> Me and Chase will go hunt anywhere. That's right. I save all my time now for turkey season. So for me, it, it's it's hard for me to, to pull pull out around February. But I guess my question for you guys now is, you know, we talked about how if you're, if you're not a big buck slayer or just realistically the, the, how – competitive this can be for a lot of people when we do the bass tournament we know it takes five bass about 20 inches or higher to compete and whenever people tell us you know hey we're thinking about getting into it what do i have to catch i can give people a place of reference if you don't have five over 20 20 or higher you're not in the running to win 22 <laughs> yeah this year i mean it just it keeps taking up more and more it's funny because for florida we've got monstrous bass and no one wants to p- compete in the competition because we have such a huge advantage it's like the only advantage <laughs> we have in the state over anything but so like when you're when you're articulating to somebody and you've got a group of three guys and they are foaming at the mouth for bow season they're, they they've registered they've done the thing and they're and they're they're going through their trail camera picks coming up with their target bucks what do those three gentlemen need to be you know, averaging in their submissions to, to really be in the running. So, so all the years of the contest, this is our eighth year. We've only had one year in which the winning team had over a 160 average for their wow. team. And it was totally a fluke the last two years that we didn't have it happen. Right. But the thing is, when we're saying that, you know, you're, consistent top 10 in our top 10 prizes are freaking awesome. I mean, we've got, I mean, you finish uh, uh, second, you're going to win like over $3,000 in gear from our, uh, I'm sorry. I think it's about $2,500 in gear from latitude outdoors, new saddles and their new sticks. And um, I mean, but yeah, so, I mean, you're probably, you need to have a shot at, well, you know, either one of your guys needs to kill an absolute giant, like a 200, you know, 195, 200. <laughs> and, uh, the other two team or, members probably need to shoot 150s. Yeah. Or, I, I, yeah. I, but I, I think 140s gets you in the top 10. Three 140s gets you in the top 10. Close. I don't know. It keeps getting more so, competitive every. No, I mean, we're past that now. Um, cause last year it was like right at 150 average to get in top 10. That's, that shows you how tight the top 10 was. You know, we had a, it was less than a one six. It was right at 159 average for the winning team. And then 10th was like 150. So, I mean, it's tight. Um, so that's, that's for the team contest combined, but for an individual to maybe just say win the state of Florida, 
Yeah, what, what was the winner last year? Does it take to win the state of Florida yeah. on average? What was the one one sixteen one last year, and they beat me by an inch? Yeah. <laughs> Dang, that's yeah. really not that bad. I mean, Chase, and, you and get that one thirty. And just in the Florida prize, okay. So just in the Florida prize, you have the general stuff like you have a tag of decals, Zinger Fletches, but we also have a taxidermy sponsor. So yeah, there's your tag right there. So and my cup. Yeah, nice tumbler. So Florida beat Alabama last year. Yeah, and then and then you're, um, but you have a shoulder mount, and you know just like Brett, Brett won a shoulder mount for last year. So that's what's cool. It's just there's all kinds of stuff. Oh snap! So so if 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 I win, I get a shoulder mount. Mm-hmm. That's gonna piss my wife off so much. Now I've got the motivation. <laughs> she hates shoulder mounts to 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 no end, man. And I'm not gonna pay for one just to deal with the with the angst. But if I could just show up with one, sold. She's got Put it, hang it hang it right in the foyer, right when you walk in. <laughs> First impression. You know, people coming over, for, you know, a little dinner party, a little fancy dinner party right. with appetizers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. First thing they see is, man, you've got a nice buck. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a there's been a lot of chatter in the Patreon group with a so we got a bunch of people in the Patreon group who just signed on recently, um, and everybody's been kind of talking about um, the King of Queens. So if you could like break that down, yeah, and that's been a big thing because it's new for this year. So I mean, it's good for everybody, but they have been chomping at the bit. To uh, no end. At, uh, I get ten doe tags in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> so King of Queens, um, we have a north and a south region, okay, and it is broke down according to the states that were part of the Confederacy, Confederacy and the Union, okay. Um, so that's kind of neat. But at the same time, we have two regions. The reason we split, you know, split up with two regions is because. <laughs> The South is much different than the North, obviously, as far as doe tags and all all that jazz. Yeah. Um, but it's your how <laughs> it's your number of does you kill for the year. Okay. And we're gonna simplify it, make it super simple. It's gonna be a thread that you just drop a pick in uh, with the requirements. Um, but guys, the process for this contest, this thing just got started. The process for this contest is not is nothing to laugh at. Uh, each region is going to win a, a, a Bowtech bow. <laughs> like, so, I mean, so there, you know, there's going to be, and we've got 15 bows for the season that are being given away. Um, also, something we didn't touch on, which I think that it would be a good fit for the South because you have a lot of buck tags. Um, we have uh, the top traditional team is going to win uh, uh, new uh, bear recurves, so that may be a good spot for some of the guys in the south. Because if you're, you know, if you if you do that kind of stuff, or if you say, hey, you know, you know, we got a chance if we can kill enter three bucks, because that's probably what's going to win. That is probably going to be three bucks, and they probably probably average is going to be, I don't know, one fifteen, one twenty, something like that. In my opinion, um, just. Because recur, I mean, that's traditional game. There isn't a lot of guys that kill big deer with traditional equipment every single year. It's tough. Other other than Tim Wells. <laughs> yeah. So to back it back up just a hair to King of the Queen, King of Queens, you had to take a picture, full body of deer, 
yourself and the bow and drop it in the thread to enter. And that's yeah, it. We have a don't don't go weight. Yeah, no weight, no weight requirement. And that's because, you know, there's a lot of deer that get cut up and packed out. We don't have guys carrying uh, scales into the woods. And, you know, this is for fun, guys. We, you know, we, we did the weight um, one year. We did the big, big fat doe contest. And, you know, it's just a pain in the ass to weigh a deer, you know, like this. <laughs> and I don't want guys to have to go out and buy a scale to participate. Um, so just, yeah, we do have a date requirement. You do have to have the date written on a piece of paper. Um, but other than that, it's, it's going to, it's going to be super easy to, to compete in. We're going to create the thread. All the rules will be right there on the thread. Um, it's just a camaraderie thing, a lot of fun, but there is, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. I mean, I know guys right now that are cranked up. They're like, dude, my farm's overran with those. I've been looking for a reason just to kill about 20 of them. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be a bloodbath. It's hard. It's hard to kill 20 does though. I mean, very, very hard. I mean, I'm capped. I'm capped physically at 12. I mean, and, and there's not a whole yeah. lot of places, especially you'll, in the you'll South. You'll be in the top, probably the top five if you kill 12 for sure <laughs> are you going to alabama walter oh that's true to my doe honey hole hey listen listen i'm going for two competitions in this okay i'm going well three i guess now i, I thought i was just going for like king of florida which I, watch this is what's going to happen i'm gonna call this right now i'm gonna smash my personal best it's gonna be like 115 120 inch deer chase is gonna crush like the very next day another 130 and i'm gonna be so pissed <laughs> i guarantee you that's how this is gonna go because i've put in an extraordinary effort and brett truly has been helping me find some really great deer and i feel really confident this year i could probably kill a deer over 100 inches and that's the first time i could say that on public land in quite some time but i'm just telling you chase had a rough year last year and what he he, he has these by by annual is that how that works every two years Every two-year cycle, he has, like, a slump where he just kills, like, one or two deer over 100 inches, and then he has this tear that he goes on, like I said before, where it's, like, 400-plus. And I'm I'm hoping he brings it this year because that's going to be well, – I'm hoping we can get you guys some Florida Florida folks in this tournament. Really is what I'm hoping. Well, I'm hope so, I hope so, too, because, like, the best thing about the page is if you like deer hunting, just watch the page come September 1st until the end of the contest. We're just sharing tons of dead buck pictures. Well <laughs> – it, without involvement of the South, that starts tapering off in December. Yeah. But like come January, February, that's the time for the South to shine. So like I'm super hopeful because not only are you having fun in the contest, but like I guarantee you, you start coming and posting your kills on our page, you're going to get a lot of support, a lot of engagement, and a lot of love because like we love seeing other people succeed as the season's over for some of them. So come on. Yeah, no, we're gonna have to make this yep. happen. Florida's awesome. You and then like lower like and Alabama's all screwed up. Everybody knows that, but um, but Florida, Florida's cool because you know everybody's closed, and we've got guys going live on recoveries and stuff. You know their bucks are full rut and they got deer chasing, and it's it's cool. And you know like like I said, you're you that's that's an opportunity for you to meet a lot of people. And, you know, there's going to be, there'll be people reach out like, Hey man, I want to get in on that. You know, how do I get in on that? You know, and what's cool about Florida too. This is one thing we loved about having the showdown down there. Great food. Um, we did a chartered fishing trip 
one year, which was a terrible experience for me because I have terrible motion sickness and all. <laughs> but I caught about ten fish, and yeah. then then I was puking. But what I'm saying is, there's a lot of stuff to do down there. Yeah, and uh, and that's the thing, guys could you know easily bring their family down there and and say I'm I'm gonna go hunt you know three or four evenings with mm-hmm. a buddy over here and then you know hang out with the wife and kids during the day you know so be cool. I, you know, I, I rag on Florida a lot because it deserves it. But at the same time, it really is a fun place to live. Like realistically, the idea that you can chase the rut, if you're crazy enough, and I almost was able to, to thread the needle on this, but we just had a, a buddy, a group of our friends in the Patreon group, they were hunting last weekend and the weekend before. So you could chase it from South Florida in August all the way through February. I mean, that that truly is a unique experience. I know there's a lot of people who don't get off on that, but you know, I, my adventure is not necessarily killing a big deer. What defines my season is more about really testing my abilities and experiencing new things and staying outside my comfort zone as much as possible. And Florida gives you that opportunity. I mean, I I truly believe, and and you know, a lot of people think I'm 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 it's the showmanship of this, of me being a Florida podcast and I'm hyping my base and, and, and it serves that purpose as well. But I truly believe if you can kill big deer consistently in Florida, I think you can take that skill set and apply it to any other state. And I, and I say that because I talk to enough big buck killers in this state who go elsewhere and they, they talk about how it translates so well. And so I'd love Absolutely. nothing more than some than a group a team a group of team either from our Patreon group or or somebody who listens to this show to to win the state because and, and to compete on a national scale if that's possible because I think that would just be the yeah. the coolest thing. Even internally, so again, you know, we keep plugging ways that you can have fun with us. Like, you know, you can have internal podcasts. Like, you know, your your listeners are trying to beat you guys. You know, like you, there's any way that you can make this competition fun. You can completely disregard the prizes or anything right. that we're talking about. You can be like, okay, we signed up. They signed up. We're gonna beat your. We're gonna beat you guys. You know what I mean? Just start yeah. talking yeah. And yeah. crap internally. You could run a. You could run a separate competition just from your Patreons and just say, and let us run the contest for you. You don't even have to track anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just just tell them to enter it and and you know just. I mean, that's 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 where we see this going and. You know, all these little sidebars and all these other circles. And that's what's so great about this. This competition and this group has created so many circles for me and DA. DA has got probably five or six circles that he talks to and real conversations, friendships. But he can literally call on any of those anytime. If he doesn't, if he kills a buck and kills all his bucks in Missouri, kills his bucks in Oklahoma. And he's got nowhere to go. He's like, I want to. I've still got six days off, you know, from work. I want to go somewhere else. He can hit any of those circles and be hunting somewhere the next morning. And that's and that's what we try. And just like y'all's Patreon thing, you know, you got guys that are that are you know, have a community there, and you know they can hang out, go get, have a beer together, go fishing. That's right. Go hog hunting, whatever. And you know, and. Uh, I think there's so many, it's just an uh, unlimited amount of possibilities, you know, with these things, but it starts with the right people with the, with, you know, with the right purpose, want to do things in a way that's not greedy. You know, Mm -hmm. we want to take care of people and, uh, and, and it can like, you get all the right people when you do that. And then you, you throw in the mix of the most, you know, I'm going to hurt some feelings here, but like, 
the most diehard hunters out there for deer are your bow hunters period there's there's because these guys it's a different skill set you have to practice um and there is a different type of fulfillment because of the practice you have to get close to the game um you know your season's longer so you you get to experience all the you know phases of the rut you know you get you know and that's the thing though like you get all the right people in the right environment i mean it is unlimited where it can go Yep, I can dig it. I, I, I'm I'm excited about it. I mean, I've been excited about the deer season this whole time, and now now knowing all the different ways I can compete, whether I suck or I succeed, uh, I'm I'm in the running, man, and I I can work with that. It's kind it's kind of like a participation trophy for me. It's like no matter what I do, <laughs> I'm competing for something. So you probably um, you probably win that Max Matthews V3X too. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm going for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, we're going to have to do something because you're talking about how we can make it a sub competition off that and let y'all run it. Chase, we're going to have to do something. We need to figure out, I don't know if it's like a collective, like if a team from Florida submits uh, a collective better than like you, me or Brett or something like that, we need to hook them up with some gear or something like we've got to find some way. Uh, to generate some smack talk in their group from Florida, because everybody else is gonna be like, "What the hell's wrong with these crackers down here, Dad?" You know, like just talking mad, mad smack. So, this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tacovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. I got, I got a question for you guys. What's your most embarrassing moment in this tournament for each of you? Like, I want to know, like, what's the what's the point in this tournament that lives rent free in your mind? Like, I can't believe I did that. I could have won, or something to those effects. Da, you're thinking hard, so I want you to go first. I can see it on your face. 
Well, I've had too many. That's the unfortunate thing. So, <laughs> so, so keeping it relevant to Florida, I am on a quota hunt one time. I just shot like a 92-inch six-point in Florida, and I'm riding this high, double throat patch, little scrappy dude, both his ears are broken, and I'm riding this high. So I'm out there trying to fill my second buck tag on this hunt, and this four-point comes in. I'm not joking. Probably 20-inch main beams, just the biggest fork I've ever seen in my life. He's legal, and I'm like, no freaking way. So I start filming him on live on the facebook page in the group and i'm i'm looking at him and he's coming in and he's coming in and i'm like pointing and everyone's like yeah get him get him he comes to 20 yards i put the phone down and i shot two feet over the thing's freaking back (laughs) so so now i look like just a dumbass because i just missed this chip shot on a giant forky (laughs) <laughs> a, yeah, we were trying to hit uh 75,000 inches and and DA kept us from doing that. <laughs> I think DA and I might be related because that's the kind of thing I do all the time, man. That's that's rough, he man. You a red tree buck last year. Who did? Yeah, that was a I, I shot a pretty good one in Florida last year. That was Yeah, you, you want to talk about a cool, You want to talk about a cool experience like, you know, I've hunted down there for a couple years now and I've killed some um, but this buck, for whatever reason, was super special to me. It was a super great day. Um, I had killed three bucks that season already in other states, way bigger than this thing. But when I shot him, I about fell out of my tree. I started turning into this little sappy body shaking. I'm on live, <laughs> like, ah, like, I mean, you guys know, like, there's a, to kill a good deer down there. It just hits different. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> it does. All right, Ben, you, you're not going to escape, escape unscathed. I want to yeah. know your debacle. So um, last year I had, I shot the wrong buck. I had a, <laughs> I, I was in Oklahoma. <laughs> Tell me you have Midwest problems without, without um, telling me you have Midwest problems. Yeah. Good I've Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's actually, it kind of aligns with it kind of like a Florida mixture here. But um, so I'm sitting on I'm sitting in a drain, and I can see the field edge. It's like broom sage, and then there's a rise to it. So you you know you just think solid brown behind it, right? Well, I have this buck cruising, you know, just after sunrise, and I got glass I got glass on him, and he was mid he was low mid forties, uh, ten pointer, really real nice um, fours, everything. I mean, just a big deer. Cruise around top, let him get above me, and but I needed him to come into the drain a little bit, so I grinded at him, and here comes Buck turns and comes straight down, and I, he's like walking through cedars, gives me one shoulder view, one wide open, I smash him, watch him run over and crash. Well, I'm looking at him when he's, I got a better look at him when he's dead, laying away from me, I'm pumped up, call everybody. We go over to. Um, so I call the guy I was hunting with, Tyler Wells. He's a uh, a contact, you know, member and stuff that I hunt with. We went over there, and I'm like, "This is not the deer I shot. You know that this this isn't the deer I, that I saw. You know what happened? You know when we figured out what happened when he drove up over to the spot, the buck I was trying to kill was still standing in the field. He's like, Dude, that was a stud ten pointer right there.'" 
I'm like, oh crap, you know, I still didn't know. <laughs> and uh, I don't know where. So we get up there to it. It's a midget deer. Um, he had this buck. He, goes, you killed, he said, you killed pony. And I'm like, what the hell is a pony? And, uh, and this deer is 105 inches. I'm not joking. This deer still dressed like 95 pounds, fully mature, swollen neck. He was a bully buck. I guess he took out the legs, taking out the deer at their knees or something, the bucks at their knees. But, but yeah, the, so that was a, you know, it was, it's funny. It's a great experience. I've actually talked about that deer more than any other buck I killed last year. Um, but the thing is, like, um, yeah. Oh, Pony. Pony got 105 inches all over. You, you know what you have to do with that story. You've got to turn that into a t-shirt. That has yeah. got to be a bow hunting league t-shirt, man. Yeah. Midget bucks. <laughs> Midget bucks. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm big. Was, uh, uh, was a lot, You're going to go there, aren't you? I'm in for a mall, a big, little, and small or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah, but that, I mean, that's the thing. You guys will see. I mean, I was pumped up, and I was still happy, you know, because I was like, that's freaking hilarious. And yeah. uh, But I was fired up when I killed that. That was my fourth buck for the year. And, uh, I mean, I was just fired up. I mean, just had a good season. Yeah. So when you're when you're sitting there at work, and your Facebook goes off and says, Bow Hunting League Live, and you're like, during the middle of the week working, you're watching people go recover their deer. It'll have you foaming at the mouth to get out. Oh, that's hunting. terrible. I mean, like, mm-hmm. every day of the week, you're just ready to go. Oh, yeah, we did, some, we did some in-the-field interviews, too. I thought that was really neat. Um, you know, similar to Zoom, we've got a program called Restream we use. And uh, the guys, a lot of guys will tell us that they've killed, smashed a good one before they tell anybody, you know. And uh, if if they don't go live on the recovery, because it you know it's kind of awkward if you're live by yourself, right? So we're able to go live with them, and and I don't care what the deer is if they're pumped up about killing, and I want to hear the story. You know, it's a five minute interview. You know, they literally walk up to the deer, show it to us, tell us about the hunt, and then they go. You know, then they sign off. You know, and then they got to field dress and stuff. But um, man, well, there's just so many little angles. You know that. It's kind of one of those things we just tell guys, hey, just sign up. You're going to be deer hunting anyway. <clears throat> Don't worry about it until you kill one. And then freaking do your entry. And, and if you want to be a part of the bigger community, do it. If you want to kind of wait and see, just wait and see. And just keep entering deer and see what happens. And that's the thing, like, with Brett, I would have never known who he was if he didn't show out and kill a, a solid buck in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a ton of entries from Alabama. I bet we had maybe 10, you know, seven to 10. And, uh, <laughs> but he killed a solid buck. And, uh, you know, he is, um, you know, like he won some nice stuff. He's, he's got, he's got his name on the wall. You well, know what I'm, I'm saying? It's I'm going to tell y'all right now, there is no greater advocate for y'all's organization than Brett. That dude. I, so first off, he lives and breathes. He he couldn't care less about any other outdoor lifestyle, really. I mean, he goes out there and turkey hunts a little bit, uh, but it's mainly just an excuse to be in the woods and looking for sheds and stuff. And so I'd be willing to bet you 30% of the time he's talking about the bow hunter. Like, oh, I got this tumbler in the mail. Oh, I got a sticker of my deer. It's the coolest sticker. Let me show you all this sticker. Oh, my mount came back today. I mean, this dude just is all about y'all. And the moment I mentioned 
I wish you could have seen seen his face. The moment I mentioned I was doing a podcast with you guys, it was just like he was going to completely disown me, put all my pins on social media if I didn't have him on this podcast because he That's legitimately awesome. <laughs> he hypes it up to no end. He ta- he really owns it in that Patreon group and um. That's awesome. Yeah, you, you probably got four or five yeah. groups now. And that, I've seen the, I've seen Brett advocating for us, and you know, and that's the thing. Like he sees the value in it, mm-hmm. you know. And you can't, you can't. Everybody can't be brought to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like even some days, you know, me and Da, we have we struggle with it sometimes because it's a lot of work. But at the same time, we you get brought back to it, and you say, "This is the reason we're doing this for yeah. guys like Brett." Yes, yeah. for guys like y'all, you know, want to get involved in something, and uh, and just and you kind of made and Brett's literally made it his own. That's 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 his league. He goes in and and you bet your ass he's going to try to win freaking Alabama again. <laughs> and you know, and that's the thing. You know, win he's another shoulder. Florida. You know? Yeah, go, yeah go I'm, I'm going for Alabama and Florida this year, but I, I helped y'all uh, get a. Text him a sponsor for Alabama this year. It's a buddy of mine. He's a diehard hunter, too. And I, I was on the phone with him today, and I told him, I said, you know, you can't win Alabama now. You got to give all of us a chance to get a free shoulder mount because you mount yours for free anyway. Our, our South Carolina uh, top buck for South Carolina last year was like 145. Big ass deer from South Carolina. Yeah, that's a story. But it was the taxidermist. It was our taxidermist sponsor that won it. <laughs> yeah, and you know that's you know the way taxidermists are. They don't ever mount their deer. Like it takes yeah. them forever to get their deer mounted. But he did right. a full body mount on that one. Actually, he oh, did wow. it. That's yeah. cool. Oh, it's badass. Like I mean, I, his name's Chuck. I I can't remember his last name, but um, but Chuck. You know, I think it's Chuck's taxidermy. But like. He uh, he posted some pictures of full body mount. It was he won he won some awards for it, you know, in a competition and stuff. But uh, that's, that's what I need my wife to walk into the living room and see. It's a full, yeah, body, full body mount. She, I guarantee you, she turns around and finds a divorce lawyer immediately. I'm talking, <laughs> taking me for everything I've got, man. Hey, you just hey, you just grab your uh, totes behind you and just walk out the door, man. I know there's important shit back there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all yeah. The- I was lucky uh, when we moved into this house about a year ago. The first thing my wife told me is, "My butt's going on that wall right there in the living room." I said, "Yes, ma'am, mine are too." To to Ben's point though, like you know, we don't make any money off this. This is all volunteer stuff. Like we, yeah, we we are revived every day, every month, every season by people who are all into this. Because if we can provide that platform for people to get excited about to to be rejuvenated to start bow hunting again to meet a lifelong friend seven states across the united states whatever your story might be in the league like that's what we love here i mean every single day we're getting those motivational messages like hey man this is awesome oh you just had another prize we're so pumped to hear that like that's what it's about this is not about ben and i we are nobodies Ben is definitely a nobody. I'm just kidding. Um, but, 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 but for real, like, where else can you find this platform to celebrate people's kills all year? Yeah. And, and maybe, depending on what you killed that year, on a grander level than you would have ever met. 
And those messages are the best, aren't they? Like we get them about once a year or two, and and it's it's awesome. Like you, and they always come. And I don't know, I don't know if it's just the universe doing the thing, but there are nights where I lay in bed and I'm like, do I really want to keep doing this thing, man? And it's like right about that time that happens, I get like a 400 character message from a guy like, hey man, I I know Florida sucks, but I found your video and I applied it, and look at these deer that I'm getting on camera, and I'm like, holy crap, okay. It, like it's having an impact in somebody's life and you know sure it's just hunting it's not like you save somebody's life but you, you're you're touching somebody with what you do and i, I bet that those stories are are awesome man i bet you i bet you guys just to hear, get to hear some incredible stuff oh it's it's amazing and you know with um just just like what you're saying we do get bogged down in a lot of the work i mean mm-hmm. this is it's turned into a massive you know operation What's great about it, though, we've got about 10 people that help and they're all helping for free and stuff, too. So there's a lot of a lot of the day to day stuff we don't have to mess with. But, you know, a lot of, you know, until we have to mess with it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it is. I mean, there's there's so much value and, and D.A. knows it, too. I mean, he's going to, you know, he's get, he's coming to uh, Tennessee for the velvet hunt. You know, there he's. You know, we are getting benefits out of it, but it's the same kind of things the other guys can get. You know, through the networking and and whatnot. So, but you know, it's it is refreshing to have you know people appreciate what you're doing and you know create an environment um, where people can thrive. Um, but at the same time, um, we're in it just to kill deer too, man. Like I love killing deer more. More places, more states I can hunt, more trees I can see, the better. And <laughs> and you know, because we, you know, we're we're always fighting Father Time. You know, we always have you know limitations. You know, put on us. You know, I just I just had we just had a baby, and you know, I know I know you know I, there's things I have to sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, um, we're limited. You know, on our years. You know, we're only going to be able to do this for so long better bust our ass and and create some memories that way you know when we're old and can't do it no more at least we can talk about it and have people around that we can talk to about it you know so it's it's all good man we're really enjoying it chase do you have any final thoughts before i ask these fellows to plug where they can go and, and sign up no i'm just hoping that uh brett and myself and uh brandon that join the league uh we can uh compete in the bow hunters league this year uh i mean we're all and the good part about it is it's like even if you hunt florida you're not limited to florida you can go mm-hmm. to all these other states and add if i've got four really good bucks i can go to missouri and right. maybe kill a 130 or 140 or something and add to that total uh to get that king of tons or brett he lives in alabama i can get an alabama tag go hunt with brett That's right. maybe add another buck uh to the five thing total so um i think anybody can do it so if you're from Florida, uh, don't, uh, from what you guys have said, I mean, there's really nothing holding you back. It, it's, it's, a, it's a free contest to get into, and maybe you can find some fella from Iowa that wants to come down and uh, hunt Florida, and you can go hunt the mecca of deer hunting uh, in Iowa one day when you finally draw that five-year <laughs> tag to get up there. So I appreciate uh, what you guys are doing. Uh, I know Brett is the one that got me into the league last year, yep. uh, interested into it. So uh, thanks a lot, guys. Well, 
I, I look forward to seeing your name on the, the showdown roster, first of all. You know, yeah, boys, I, I'm, get, I, get in there, I, boys. I'm serious. <laughs> you know, your, your listeners can't see it, but I can see it on your face. You're not messing around this year. And, and, and awesome. then, I, I then, like it. Brett, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, too. Like, I appreciate you being an advocate because um, we're all there, – there's a grand um, common goal with all this. It might not be the same thing always, but it's like, promote bow hunting promote the outdoors um a lot of us use this as like our mental reset and stuff like that and like we're all working towards the same thing we're all trying to bring everyone along and again i appreciate you pushing people to the league because now hopefully we can take the people you send to us and give them a good time so i I really appreciate that and i appreciate you guys having us on for the show you know we daniel porter wants to see a bunch of southerners on this page I want you to start coming in here and throwing a ruckus because anything's possible. Again, where are my guys who have that magical season where they kill, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm going to make a, make up a WMA in Florida, but they take 370 inch foot. Yep. There you go. Talk in third person. I can see five things like just say for Florida or even somebody in the South. Uh, you have the three smallest collective bucks. You have king of queens you could compete in. Uh, realistically, king of times. Your state of Florida. And there's one more that's not coming to my head right now. But Well, if you if you enter a buck drawing, too. The general yeah, drawing. You, yeah, the general. If you just enter a deer, you have a chance to win a bow. It's free. And like Ben said earlier, there's no reason not to sign up. If you just want to sit back and watch, if you don't kill, that's fine. If you do, you got a deer to enter, you're automatically entered to possibly win a bow. I mean, it's easy as that. And (laughs) the thing that Southerns face is we have such long gun seasons where to find somebody who bow hunts all year is very rare. And I know I'm one of those rare people I want to bow hunt year round, like, I'm going into places where I hear guns shooting all around me and I'm in there with my bow feeling, you know, sometimes crazy as could be, but I love it. And I think it helps me just be a better woodsman as well. Just both. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, and, and fellas, we, work. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, if we haven't convinced you enough yet, I'm going to come down in February and kill the biggest Florida buck. And just so y'all know, <laughs> just so, just so oh, all your shit. listeners know, I'm a Yankee. So if you're gonna let a Yankee come down there and uh, and, and shoot the biggest buck in your state, you know, prove me wrong. What do you drive again? <laughs> <laughs> well, fellas, where I mean, it's kind of obvious. Bowhunting, bowhuntingleague.com, bowhuntingleague on Facebook. Um, I, I'm thrilled, man. I think what you guys are doing, community is so needed in in this community. That's redundant. Um, but realistically we need more of this being fostered. And I think this sounds awesome. I didn't know y'all from Adam. I haven't, li- I don't listen to outdoor podcasts really anymore. So I didn't know, you know, I could have worked on your you own stuff, man. I get it, man. You yeah. head down working. <laughs> That's got other, we got other crap to do other than just play around and listen to stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but that said, you haven't come away from this. I'm excited. Uh, it's ran by good guys. Um, questionable morals, but we're, we're thrilled to be <laughs> with you guys uh, along the way. So go check them out, guys. You know, sign up, 
consider competing, have fun with it. Competition makes you better. And when every time every time you put your name into a hat and you put your name out there, you're you're gonna probably work a little bit harder. And it, unfortunately my seven mag's probably gonna see some shelf time this 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 year. I'm 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 probably gonna end up using the bow more. I probably need to make another dozen and a half arrows for all the does I'm gonna shoot. But there we'll, you go. We'll, we'll we'll get there along the way. So go check them out. Give them some love. Register, it's free, and I look forward to seeing the state of Florida rise up and, and really give some submissions because there's some phenomenal deer killed in this state every year and a lot of people get lucky and getting lucky is going to be maybe all it takes in fact i can think of one patron that got lucky last year that shot a deer that would have beat the deer that won last year old nick i think his deer he just had it officially scored and it would have beat that that score last year i don't know if he shot it with a gun or not but again you're getting lucky either which way so until next time you guys Get share the their page. Go register. Share their page. Share the chasing tales. But most importantly, get outside and enjoy the great outdoors. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country Wednesdays from seven to eleven p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.